Hello, Rootifiers! Glad to have you back here in a fresh new month. It's May 2020. The apocalypse is still going on and we're still surviving and making the best out of it. How are we doing that? Well, by giving you the greatest content still in these times with the purest innovation by going live on Instagram. This is the very first time we're having the 2020 podcast by Pars Air, the Rootify podcast you love so much, presented to you on an Instagram platform. The last time we did it was on my personal profile. I'm very glad that I already see the first people tuning in. Hello, Tim. Hello, Anna. Hello, everyone. I won't be able to say hello to you now. This will spam the whole conversation. Um, but very glad that you made the switch from my personal profile all the way over to this profile. Those two clicks, I appreciate that much. No, for real. And that's great because today we have another great guest here that I'll present to you. He is uh, really an outstanding investor, VC, uh, and a personal friend of mine that I love to switch some words back and forth in French every now and day. No worries, we will still stay international and globally accessible, so this whole thing will be in English. However, uh, he will join us today for our second interview series throughout this uh, pandemic that we are uh, experiencing around the world. I already can see that he has joined our conversation. So that's really, really cool. So without any further ado, I'll just invite him to join us live now. Hello to everyone. Yes, yes. I'm glad to see you all too. And now it's loading. So let's hope for good Wi-Fi. I think we will be lucky. And then we can jump into the conversation that we had last week with Cornelia Hoppe, another great giant in the startup industry, uh, being a consultant herself, having worked N26, Airbnb. So if you haven't seen the last podcast of April, which we actually did last Monday, so this is the second podcast this week, but the first of the new month, you know, it's May. Um, but we're, we're de delivering content more than ever because I think now more than ever, we have the time to invest into personal growth. So I think it's a really good idea to, um, you know, after we binge watched every little episode on Netflix to have some edutainment here and to uh, binge watch something that might leave you with a spark of getting started. And there we go. Xavier, ça va bien? Bienvenue. Hey, guys. Oui, ça va, ça va. Yeah, don't worry, guys. As I said, we won't speak French, but uh, you're you're a French native. Is that right, Xavier? Maybe, maybe um, I, I couldn't make the best introduction to be worth of representing how cool you really are. So I give you the stage to say <laughs> who is Xavier Sarat <laughs> and, uh, and uh, what should the world know about you? <laughs> oh, Jesus, that's, that's a lot to ask. That's like know, our small talk opener uh, question. Yeah, it's not that's it's not a small talk ever. opener question. Okay, so <laughs> we, we go right, straight to right, the point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh, so Xavier, I'm 43 years old. I'm a French national uh, born in Germany. Uh, in Frankfurt, uh, went to international school, so grew up with, with three languages, German, French, and English. Uh, my father was an Austrian, uh, born in Vienna, grew up with seven languages, spoke Romanian with my mother. So you can tell uh, the Rutify topic is something that is dear to my heart because uh, <laughs> growing up polyglot and, and being polyglot is, is something that's, that's fairly cool. 
Um, in, in a nutshell, I've been an entrepreneur for uh, almost 26 years of my life now. I started my first company when I was 17. Uh, been a lot in marketing, um, agency businesses, and have um, been a business angel investing in startups for the last eight years of my life now. Um, I'm running a legal tech company builder, have a VC vehicle, and have an investment firm that focuses on for-purpose, for-profit companies. Awesome. Perfect. I see you. It's not Is the first time you've done that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, if you consider, okay, it's not that early in Germany anymore, but uh, still, it's it's a Saturday. So I appreciate so much that despite your full schedule, you made the time and you're here on this show now with us. Uh, last week, we had Cornelia. You also probably know her. Cornelia Hoppe, um, she, she yes. is, uh, yeah, of course. so we, we're really, really glad that we have high quality guests, uh, not only from the German startup scene, but obviously as I'm now stuck kind of back in my roots in Germany, <laughs> um, we, we are predominantly presenting really shapers and makers from our scene. So it's really, really an honor to have you in this, in this series as well. And so we can jump right into it uh, as we now have finished the small talk part <laughs> and go to uh, the, the hard talk. No, I'm just kidding. It's still Saturday. But what, what's really important is we have many listeners that maybe uh, have started up something or are at the verge of starting up something. So the purpose mm -hmm. is really here to, uh, as all our purposes, Rootify Connecting Cultures, but also like sharing success stories and also kind of failure stories because we all know if you want to hear about successful people, there are many sources, but what can you learn most of? Mainly, it's really to see uh, what pain points have there been for other founders or VCs or investors and maybe to avoid these things in the future. So that's why it's really very casual and transparent conversation usually. Mm -hmm. And the amazing thing about this format is I keep asking the very same questions, but the variety of answers we have gotten is so amazing. And uh, even though there is a common denominator, it's always something new and fresh. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the fresh new insights we will get from you, Xavier. Um, so the very first question is, as simple and as difficult as it can be, why do you get up in the morning? It's like, what, what's your core motivation? You know, that, that one thing that you're like, okay, this isn't your first call today. We know that we had another call earlier as well. So it's like, um, starting up very early, doing this, you're doing this now, what you're doing lately, more than 26 years of expertise only in this field of um, where you're currently uh, evolving around. So how, how do you maintain that drive? What gets you up in the morning? That's a very good question. Um, <clears throat> sometimes well, I have some actually, good questions. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> so... Um, Actually, what gets me up in the morning, to be honest, is a set of questions I ask myself. So when I wake up, the first thing I do is smile. And I, that's, a, that's a habit I, I got into, right? It wasn't that way before. So for years, I, the first thing I do when I get up is, is uh, when I was a younger bloke, is light up a cigarette and get a coffee. <laughs> but that's, that's a long time ago. Uh, then uh, when I got up, the first thing I did was change diapers for one of my kids. Um, <laughs> so that's also yeah. a good reason to get up, to take care of your Four kids. Four and one and a half but, years old now, man. Time passes, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep, that's true. And then, uh, and then uh, for a long time, actually, the first thing I was doing when I got up was take my phone and unlock the, the flight mode and check emails, right? And yeah. I don't do connection problem here, by the way. Yeah, okay, I'm back. Sorry, I, I think we're experiencing a bit of a connection problem, but yeah. uh, I'll, I'll try and pay attention to that. Um, yeah. You guys can hear me, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, I can see it. Yes, 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 yes. 
All right. So you don't so, do that um, anymore. The screen. I don't do. I don't do empty. that anymore. No, yeah. no, no. I, I don't do that anymore. What I do now is I wake up, I smile, I take a deep breath, I thank that I'm here. I thank that my wife is next to me. I thank that my kids are alive, that I'm alive, that I'm healthy, that, that there's this beautiful life awaiting me. Um, and then I ask myself, myself a set of few questions. And uh, one of these questions is, uh, what do I want to do today that I will feel proud about tonight? Um, and that can, be, that, can be, that can be anything, right? That can be, that can be spending time with my kids. That can be... Um, doing my chores that can be working out that can be um hunting the next startup that i feel i want to invest into that can be uh challenging Izan on his theories that can be anything right um yeah you've already done think... two out of these things today <laughs> <laughs> well you yeah. don't know how many i've done actually today right? oh wow yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but that that's powerful right so that gets me up mm. and that that and funnily enough when you you probably know the snoozing effect right i don't snooze anymore because of that mm. Like, it will happen that if I have only slept five hours that I might snooze for another nine minutes, which is the, the, the standard snooze, right? That, that's, on, that's on the iPhone. But um, usually that's, that's, that's one time. And it used to be like three or four times. But when you ask yourself those questions in your mind and you get the habit of doing that, it'll get you up because you will want to live that day. And no matter how you feel, you'll get up. You'll do it, right? And then you'll go, you'll go into the bathroom. You'll go to your gym. You'll go to your meditation, et cetera, et cetera. So... So that's actually what really gets me up. So technically, uh, but from a motivational standpoint, there's a few things that get me up. I'm, I've always been driven. I've always had this this energy in me. So that's I guess something that that God was able to give me when I when I came down. Um, <clears throat> but um, you know, a lot of friends say, "Where are your clones?" And I thought when when they said that to me when I was 20, um, yeah, I'm 20. That's normal. Now I'm 43, and they still ask me, "Where are your fucking clones?" <laughs> And I, and I think that's just because I'm, I, I like having energy. It's my, it's my way of being. Um, so that gets me up. Um, I want to achieve stuff. I, I am interested in so many things that I am almost afraid that one lifetime will not be enough to get everything done. Um, so I'm trying to like activate myself to, to use every moment sensibly, right? Um, and that also gets me up. And, um, and then I want, just want to have fun, right? So life is about fun and having fun and enjoying this. So... I think spending time in bed is important, but it's, for me, it's a technical exercise, right? So it's these seven, eight, seven to seven and a half hours that you just need to regenerate and get your mind to be, to be okay again, and then, and then you get to move on. Amazing. Is that, really, is that, is that an answer you, you want? Yeah. These are multiple answer I couldn't have wished for. Uh, no, really, I think uh, you have mentioned many, many of the success habits that we have also heard in our past uh, podcast yeah. interviews. Uh, and you, you combine very well the, the short-term and the long-term aspects of it. It's like short-term motivation is like, what are my goals for this specific day? And if I go to bed, what will I have achieved? I think that's a very powerful thing that everybody can simply implement in their routine. And talking of simple, actionable steps uh, in, in becoming more, let's say, successful, of course, is a difficult term because everybody defines success differently. I mean, you said in your last statement, life is about fun. So if you have this this heuristic approach of having fun as a purpose, then I think your life will be fun, but everybody defines it differently. So what I think if you want to be at least more productive, that's a great hack that we can learn already from, from your uh, routine in the morning. And the other thing I can tell is with the snooze button, actually on the iPhone in the settings, you can like deactivate the snooze option. I think that's really powerful yeah. because once you cannot even, you know, otherwise you have this very first decision every morning 
do I snooze or not? And we know over the course of a day, we have so many decisions, thousands of decisions. So minimizing them, I think, is, is something that we learned from the, the big success unicorns. Like if you look at Zuckerberg, always wearing the same stuff. So, so we, we see these things that we can optimize that. So I think that's really cool. And it's, it's cool that, as you say, the clone thing, you don't need clones. You just need a, a innate motivation that drives you. So Absolutely. thanks already. Thanks already for, for these insights. And um, I don't question... agree on, on wearing the same thing every day, though. <laughs> All right, and then let's put this more into a debate kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's the cool thing that uh, the, the even though, as I said, the questions are the same, the the, the dynamics are always so different, and um, I think I think that the format evolves with each participant. So I right. think it's very cool to bring in some some different views on things. And um, so, so what do what do you think about the, the clothing or wearing the same thing? So you you like to vary your outfits or? Yeah, well, I, so I, I, I understand Mark's motivation to reduce the time to think about what you're going to wear today because that just steals time away from your efficiency and from being effective. But if you take it as a, an exercise to actually consciously make a choice as to who do you want to be today and who, who, how do you feel today and are you going to feel better wearing a shirt or wearing a a polo or wearing your favorite t-shirt or wearing a cardigan or whatever else, then I think that um, that also plays a role in how you'll act in the course of the day. I think, you know, shoes, for example, are, are a very clear example to me. You will act differently when you wear sneakers versus when you're wearing leather shoes. Mm. You walk differently, you stand differently. It will put another attitude into you. So, um, so, and I like fashion, right? So I, for me, it's, it's not just about wearing a gray t-shirt and a, and a roller sweater and, and, and the same pair of jeans. I just like to look differently. So I think that, but that's a personal thing, right? I totally understand the efficiency drive. And I have reduced my wardrobe, to be honest, and I have hidden in my head regarding that because the, the, the amount of t-shirt colors has definitely diminished since, uh, since uh, I started thinking about it. So there, I think there's a fine balance. You can, you can do both. You can have a more limited wardrobe, but still one that will give you some variety. All right. That's perfect. You already had the perfect debate with yourself. We don't even need me at this point. I I'm sorry. Man. The no, no, for real. It's, it's really great because you, you brought all you, it's like for warrant is for aren't. I think you, a, a good way of debating is when you already take the counter arguments and like make them weaker. So you, you mentioned the, the, my points of views already. And so I, I strongly agree with, with uh, the way you see it. It's always like you, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't worship anyone, you know? It's like o often worshiping those Tesla and Zuckerberg and empires. And you're like, okay, he did it that way. I have to follow this manual and I'm going to be that way. So it's like maybe Zuckerberg isn't that much into fashion. So for him, it's perfect. But I, I totally agree with you. I couldn't, even, I couldn't even set up one beard style for all my life. I couldn't. <laughs> so, well, so, and, yeah. and on the fashion thing, I think, uh, so with Mark, but then we'll move on. Uh, when yeah. you look at how he dressed up when he went to court. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the Congress. Oh, the, my the, God. The, this, the suit thing, you know, like, you can tell fashion is not as thing. <laughs> no, no, no. Everybody has are, their strengths and weaknesses. But, yeah. Sachs, if you're listening to this, go get a suit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, no, that's, that's, that's very true. And I agree. I also have, like, different bow tie sets for different things. So, right. for example, I had two events in my life where I really thought I might have achieved something. You know, I, like you, I always set bigger standards. And uh, this, obviously, the bigger you grow, they don't become smaller. Right. They become relatively smaller, but they become bigger if you look from the outside, maybe. You know? right. So, 
Um, so what I realized, I have this bow tie that I've only worn in two events, and this will stay like that. And then I have my usual business uh, stuff. And also, uh, as you say, like if I wear my, I don't wear like the New Balance, like Steve Jobs used to do, but I would right. wear the, the Yeezys. You right. know, the, the Adidas Kanye West, but I don't want to do some affiliate marketing. They're not paying me for that. So let's skip this topic. <laughs> um, not yet. Um, but however, uh, the, the next question that we would lead up to usually at this point is mm -hmm. um, talking about somebody that has really inspired you on your path to becoming who you are today. Yeah. And again, we love to question or have our questions very, very openly structured. So it doesn't have to be a person. It can be an experience. And also, it doesn't have to be like something very, very positive. It can be also, as we said, something like fail night, something that was not that nice to experience, but had given you super growth afterwards. So was there something that you could relate to that comes up your consciousness? Yeah. Dude, I'm, four, I'm 43. There's a number of things. So, <laughs> okay, uh, let's start off and I'll cut you off if, if it gets too hard. <laughs> okay, so I can, I, name you, I, I, can, I can name you an event which wasn't, wasn't so nice. Uh, that was the death of my father. My father was uh, 66 years old when I was born. So he was an old man already uh, or an older man. And um, he died when I was 17, so when he was 83. Um, and losing uh, your father at such... No, it's, thank you, but it's it's 26 years ago, right? So, but uh, but losing losing a, an impressive man uh, that early definitely pushed me to growth because I think it was one of the reasons why I became an entrepreneur so early. I, to be very frank, I think I was running away from grief and sorrow um, and and took all that energy that I should have used to pro probably like you know grieve my father. Uh, and instead pushed it all into founding my first company and then being, being like uh, self-sustained. I moved out. I was, I was a young bloke, right? 17, you're still a kid, basically. Mm -hmm. so, um, so that's an event that really like pushed me into growth. Um, a person that actually pushed me into growth is uh, Tony Robbins. So I'm yeah. not sure if you're yeah. full of energy. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, Did you go to one of his events? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was oh. part, of, part of Business Mastery. And, okay. Uh, and uh, will probably attend uh, some other events. I'm not trying to make any advertising here, but uh, let's Tony, go together. I have to we can. a long time. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. That was so, so how, could if, be, if could you be say one. this was one of the moments that pushed you so far, then I really have no excuse anymore to not go. Oh, it did. That, that yeah. did. And then you know, I've, I've I've seen and known about Tony Robbins for a long, 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 long time. And when you grow up in Germany, Tony Robbins was like the chaka chaka guru who uh, yeah. who makes people jump up and down. He never knew why he was doing that. It all looked so strange. It was like a sect. And, you, you, well, <laughs> and I parked Tony Robbins in my head somewhere far. And yeah. then about uh, 12 years ago, I started off with a lot of self-growth and, and potential increasing and, and a lot of reading and coaching and, and basically life hacking. Um, Tony Robbins came back into my life. Um, because he is the biggest success coach out there, right? He's the one who's basically led this industry and formed this industry. Um, yeah. And then I actually started understanding what he's all about. And then I went with a friend of mine um, and experienced this six days, uh, 15 hours a day from morning uh, to night. This guy pushes a, a hall with 7,000 people to outperform themselves. And this whole jumping up and down thing is nothing else but biochemistry and has nothing to do with any sect rituals. It's just about getting your body into, into state, right? And to, yeah. to be able to, to, to get all the input into your brain. Um, and the way he transforms people is just amazing. So, um, yeah. So after that, basically, my life changed completely, right? Like, really completely. Um, what was it specifically, though, throughout the six days? I mean, apart from the great vibes of being surrounded by all those people who want to grow, 
Is it like, was it a specific method? Was it a conversation? What was the biggest impulse of that six days? I think it's te technology. So he, t he calls it technology. It's not tech in the, in the tech meaning. It's more uh, methodology, tools. tools. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, compressed knowledge expressed in such an easy way and with hammering it into you so he makes you exercise. So you need to engage with the whole thing, but if you, if you engage, then um, you just bring all this knowledge into your body. It's just there, it becomes an instinct, right? Because there's repetition, 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 repetition. And um, it's quite, it's stuff you know, theoretically. Uh, so I, I would say most of the stuff that he, he taught is not super news. It's not like I was, oh my God, but um, he brings you into asking questions to yourself. He brings you to asking power questions in the morning, like these things, the, these habit changes and, and just changing the way you tell yourself stories and differentiating between what you have in your mind, what's in your gut, what's in your heart. And so throughout these six days, it was repetition. It was uh, methodology. It was the vibe. Um, and basically it's a six day rave that is all about your personality. So that's it. <laughs> I loved it. Did you go on real rave concerts though? What have I been to raves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, like, I, I mean, grew, I, I, grew up in, I grew up in Frankfurt. This is this is uh, <laughs> we fight for epicenter of techno, right? So uh, actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I, I've never been to real concerts. I mean, when I'm in Latin America, I'm, I went to those reggaeton stars there, Osuna, something like that. But yeah. uh, festival, festival, or like six day kind of events, I've I will take both impulses for myself. Tony Robbins, maybe we go together and then, I don't know, techno rave, I'm not sure yet, but I will definitely <laughs> uh, look into these things. As you say, life is about having fun as uh, maybe at the core, at the very core of it. So mm -hmm. that's great. And thanks also for sharing this very personal um, area of your growth uh, with your family because um, I, I can understand it very much. I'm also a person that doesn't like to spend time on griefing. I always want to have see the return on invest of my time spent. And I feel great grief doesn't really bring you, if, if it has negative returns, if it has some returns. Sometimes, as you said, it's maybe good to like process everything and invest into your inner um, self. But however, I, I usually use frustration as motivation as well. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not. I'm not sure it's it's like the the right topic for what you want to do, but I'll let you. I'll let you lead the talk. Yeah, but uh, uh, to be honest, grief is very important. So if you want to ask that question, uh, or if I if I can just jump in there and, and give yeah, you sure, an answer, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Let's. let's uh, I think grief moment. is hugely hugely important. Yeah. So if, mm -hmm. if if you suffer loss, grieving in that moment is is something that that um, will alleviate the long run. Um, if you don't do it, then uh, it will take longer. Uh, for you to overcome, right? I had to grieve 10 years later. So, mm -hmm. and I had to go through all the process, right? And also get help. So I got coaching help to, to really like go through all of this. Yes. Um, but anyway, so uh, uh, maybe not quite uh, where you want to lead this conversation. No, no, that's, that's, that's why we have open questions. It's, uh, I don't have a specific lead in the conversation. I, I love, like, like I view life. I want to go with the flow in, in that sense. Okay. And so I, I feel the flow is very powerful also that you're mentioning a thing that is maybe very well tabooed also in society, which is like getting coaching, not only for like uh, athletes that are pro athletes that want to gain their physical uh, gym, sometime, but the mental gym, you know, get a coach to cope with grief, for example. So, so I yeah. think it's very strong and powerful to see that every successful person in a sense at some point has, has got, uh, let's say, a mental coach. For that yeah. you know and um, 
And now you are one of the greatest mental coach, I'd say. So, you know, with your experience of uh, a quarter decade, uh, sorry, a quarter century, quarter decade wouldn't be that much. I have <laughs> <laughs> uh, a quarter century that you're bringing in. Um, I think I think it's really, I think that the determinator of success is you find the person that is successful and you take them as a mentor or ask them to be your mentor. Yeah. Everybody had one. Yeah. So usually people are willing to give back. Yeah. So that's that's a great thing. And that's also part of gratefulness, which is the very thing that you started the, the first question with. You wake up in the morning, you smile. So I think, so so, so these patterns are very, very uh, codependent as well and, and contributing to, to a life worth lived, I think. Absolutely. So, um, so then if, if we are on that question, then usually what follows up is like, okay, you had your failures, you had your successes, but um, also with the current thing that we're globally experiences, I don't want experiencing, I don't want to call it a crisis, something that we also learn from Tony Robbins. It's a lot of like how we frame things, right? The words we use is how we're going to think about it and feel about it. So what, what it definitely is, it's a thing that affects us all globally. So Correct. how you cope with it, again, is our choice. So uh, what do you take out of this situation now? Also specifically for the industry, what, what do you experience from the investment culture, maybe globally, but rather obviously in Germany itself? Um, is, is there, I don't want to take the answers away, but is there maybe uh, less investment or investment more in specific areas? What is the, the feel? How long will it take? So what, what's, your, what's your view on these issues? Yeah, so I think if you look at the investment scene, um, it's, it's multifaceted. So I think in the first few weeks that we've experienced now, um, investors, um, and I, I count myself in the same realm, we were very focused on securing the portfolio. So the first thing was like, check your portfolio companies. How much runway do they have? Uh, what, what sort of bounce back are they experiencing from whatever we want to call this, um, let's call it a crisis. I'll call it a crisis. I don't care. Crises are there to be overcome. Yeah. It's a challenge. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's call you know, it. In the, in the era of TikTok, it. it's, it's, it's a Corona challenge. And then okay. So it's a challenge. It. It's, it's a challenge that we all pass, pass to each other and everybody needs to overcome it. Yeah. And, very uh, contagious, very viral, very viral, <laughs> yeah. a viral challenge. Okay. Yeah. So this, this viral challenge. So that, you know, the first thing we did was check the portfolio companies, see how they were doing see how they're coping with it. Do they need transformation? Most of them do. Uh, how long is, are they funded? Do we need to refund them? So that's the first thing investors did, care about their own portfolios. Uh, and you need to look at the different types of investors as well. Now, will investment change over the course of the next 24 months? I think it will, uh, just because we are still to face an economic downturn after uh, the viral challenge is gone, right? So the viral challenge is just, it's locked us in. It's, it's brought us to where we are right now. It's, it's changing dynamics. It's changing workplace. It's changing uh, work processes. And it's, it's reduced the overall economic uh, power, right? And the, and the, the volume. So um, I think the, the, the effects that we will, that we will see, uh, the economic downturn that is to follow is still to be seen. And therefore, investments are going to change. However, a lot of big funds, if you look at the VC funds, have raised um, funds just before this challenge and therefore have money to deploy. And they're on a seven-year seven term uh, plus maybe a two-year extension or an eight-year term plus a two-year extension or a 10-year term plus a two-year extension, but they will need to deploy their money in the next 24 to 48 months. Therefore, it's not like they can wait you know, hugely long to deploy that money. It needs to be brought into the market. So I think what will just happen is it will wash away 
uh, a lot of the startups that maybe aren't worth funding but are out there. Um, and it will crystallize uh, way more the, the real uh, worthy investments um, because, you know, startup is also cool, right? I, I think startup is like the new hip shit to do. Like a lot of people are out there like, I want to be a founder because being a founder is cool. And I know that you've been on, on Shark Tank in Germany. Um, and, you know, that, 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 is, that is just, it's public now. It's on TV. It's on public. It's like primetime TV now, right? You're, you, you, go, you go for, for Germany's Got Talent and you go for, for Shark Tank, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not, not comparing, yeah? But, yeah. Uh, Thank but, you, because I can't sing that well. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, but, but according to German popular culture, you're part of the superstars that are on TV, Right, so it's become a cool thing Thank to do. Um, um, therefore, um, there's a lot of pop culture around startup. And I think this whole crisis, and I'm sorry, the challenge, uh, is <laughs> going to wash away a lot of, um, of the people that uh, maybe aren't worth funding or the ideas that aren't worth funding. No? Mm-hmm. So we'll continue to invest. I mean, I'm, I'm actively looking um, um, at investments. Uh, most of my colleagues are. Clearly, there's a bit of a risk adversity right now and, and kind of waiting, like, what are we getting ourselves into? What, what markets are opening up? What market opportunities remain? What, which new ones open up? Most of the big companies that you know today, like big tech companies, have all been founded uh, in crisis, right? So um, crisis is, um, for me, it's a, it's a... Actually, I was... I mean, this is public, yeah, but so let's have an NDA with everybody watching. Um, don't share this but um, I everybody think... that's live with us please put in your earphones I was actually almost like from an economic or just economical standpoint celebrating that there is a crisis I'm not celebrating that corona is going all around and people are dying and it's a, it's a big yeah. big it's shit right it's a, this, is yeah. a, this, is a, this is huge this is really massively inflicting our lives and, and People are suffering, and so I, I, that is completely clear. But just from an economical point of view, it's a huge opportunity um, because the markets are getting reset. And again, crisis time is always the time when new ideas are born, revolutionary ideas are born. I think the way we're going to work is going to be different. The way we're going to treat each other as colleagues is going to be different. Um, remoteness is a totally different topic now. I think uh, equality and, and this whole gender diversity topic with working moms and all that, I think all of that is getting better. Um, huge advantages because we're forced to rethink and digitization has just got a turbo uh, and this turbo is going to, to help everybody. Great. That's really cool. Uh, again, thanks a lot for sharing. Also, everybody, make sure to sign your face afterwards. Uh, <laughs> afterwards, they don't make too much sense. But uh, yeah, I, I feel you very much in this point that obviously you don't want to publicly say that Corona is a good thing somehow because obviously from especially countries where you have rising uh infections and whatsoever inflicting lives uh, obviously you would never say it's a good thing but again we can choose what to focus on and i feel it's a good thing to see it as a kind of like a natural selection what it actually is right, right. i mean uh, we, i don't want to reference darwin here yet but it is kind of like the way you describe it it's like the, the startup's worth of investing they will maybe yeah. have even more money allocated to because there is not such a wide range to invest anymore it right. might seem hard and probably it hits many, many startups hard, but it also hits the big companies maybe even harder because they're not able to react that quickly. 
uh, on, the, on such a huge scale to, to the changing work environment. So I strongly agree with that. I think um, it's, it's really that sometimes you just have to destroy to create something big. And it's, it's, that's exactly that's, it. that, yeah, that's again, like Schumpeter said it, right? It's just this creative destruction uh, process that we have to reference another great German here. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh, but um, I think, I think this goes aligned. I think we should see this as a turbo and be driven even in those times where it feels hard. Maybe people are locked in their little cubicle kind of city. I mean, if you live in Frankfurt and, uh, especially students or just junior professionals they they don't have a garden they don't have a space for themselves so i understand that these times it might seem harder to like create new stuff right. but i think that's that's also that's that's why we too are on instagram live right now for example you know like creating podcasts at such a range wouldn't be possible at these times now because obviously it's like if you want to say it honestly it's like a side 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 hustle right it's like the, the main focus of us as as an organization of 12 people that our family counts now. We focus deeply on the development of the app and then on the Pars Academy as well, obviously, to provide already content until we have the app. But yeah. then we think it's so important to keep our community together, to keep exchanging, to keep inspiring each other. So that's that's why we're here. Like if, if there wasn't a corona crisis, I think we wouldn't have do, done this, at least in this format. So this might be okay. that we would have done this call and then three months later, it would be in our range of podcasts that would go on Spotify and Apple Music and whatsoever, but not that immediate kind of thing because um, I just realized because we have a monthly format. Right. So okay. this, would, this would have been posted way later maybe and would be put into the pipeline, but now we're increasing the content rate because we think uh, it's so powerful, which has, it has already been so far. So thanks Great. again. And um, so, so lastly, one question that we have because... If you are having a good conversation, time just runs and uh, we, you know, we're all so busy and we all have our times and it's also weekend. So both of us want to get to our families, right? So let's wrap this up. And oh, don't worry, man. <laughs> all good. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, maybe, maybe I think really much um, uh, if the user response will be as positive as I think, as positive as I experienced this conversation, maybe you will be open to have a second call up at some sure. time. That would Whatever. be cool. Yeah, because I think then we can keep up this format, at least time-wise. We have already challenged this format structure-wise with getting a little debate about Zuckerberg's uh, style. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, let's, let's um, just make this to be continued for the future and wrap it sure. up with one more question, okay. which is, um, what is, what is your personal pipeline from now to, let's say, the end of this viral challenge? And also in the future, so as you say, you set your daily goals. Do you maybe also have your five-year, 10-year goals? And if so, obviously, we already signed the NDA, so you can tell us uh, what, what they are. <laughs> yeah, what they are. And um, so, so, so your big ambitions, you know, because uh, once you were a 17-year-old entrepreneur, you had your big ambitions, and now you have achieved so many of them. So mm. what, what's going to be, how are you going to top on that? What's the next big things that we can... Uh, look forward to hear from Xavier. Okay. Uh, you're asking good questions, uh, big questions. That's what um, nobody pays me for on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, they might at some point. Um, so I think, um, first of all, yes, I do have, have objectives and I set objectives um, short-term, mid-term, long-term uh, in order to be able to pursue them because I think if you don't set objectives, you don't, you're not going to reach any of them, of course, then you don't know where you're going, right? You need to set that goal in order to, 
take every necessary step to, to get to that point and you can actually plan that. So planning, exactly. planning that is important. I think it's also important to create uh, non-achievable or looking non-achievable goals and setting achievable goals at the same time because one will drive you and will force you to go to a point where you can actually do more and more and more of things that you didn't think you could do and the other will actually uh, compensate you and, and make you feel proud of yourself because you'll actually achieve it. So uh, it's also good to like go step by step and not, not go if we were to put this in, in, in let's say reach terms. If I said today I want to reach a billion people and I want to do this within the year, within the next year, then yes, that, the, you, you might yeah. find a way. Yeah? But, um, and and I'm, I don't want to say you won't, but if you don't, then you'll be hugely disappointed, right? So maybe you want to cross-check as to where you stand and what possibilities you currently have and where you could take this and um, whether your goal is kind of achievable. Um, so I, I balance that uh, on a weekly basis. I have a weekly check-in with my, with my goals um, and, and see if, if that was still working out for me. Uh, but I don't adapt too much. So on the short-term ones, I don't want to adapt because otherwise I'm cheating on myself, right? I, I'd rather use the time not to adapt, but to think of ways on how to get there. Um, and um, I won't share all of my goals because they, they are true to me and, and I don't want to influence anybody with, with my opinionated situation. Uh, <laughs> however, um, I think one of the things that I'm, that I'm up to now is, is uh, investing into for-purpose, for-profit companies. So uh, after 25 years of, of mainly being in advertising, marketing and, and you know, taking care of selling products of other people um, while I was investing, but now I've made investment um, one of, my, one of my key areas of, of what I do. And um, I also consult, but I, I do want to, so I, th I really thought about what am I gonna do next, right? After 25 years, you can take a break and kind of say, okay, I'm 43, what's next? And how do I want to, what do I want to dedicate my life to next to my family? And um, I think we're all kind of driven by purpose at the moment. Everybody has this purpose topic uh, in their head. And for me, it was about aligning what I, what I, what I think is good what I feel is good and what, I, what my heart says that I really want to do. And, um, you know, I've, I've created this long list of things that I wanted to do. And, and uh, a lot of things that showed up on there were actually um, societal problems. So whether it's aging, so our biological aging, whether it's the problems of society with aging society, um, whether it's climate problems, whether it's ecological problems, whether it's um, health uh, from mental perspective, um, whether it's awareness, mindfulness, there's all these things that, that really are very, very important to me. And uh, again, starting off where we, or coming back to what we started off on, I think there's so many things that it doesn't fit into one life. So I, I then decided to, um, to invest into them instead of choosing one and becoming an entrepreneur in one, um, because I, I think that's also where I can use my talent. So what is my objective? My objective is to discover... Um, the topics uh, out of all of society's problems where I can be most helpful and use all of the power that I have, uh, the capital I can, I can acquire um, and my intelligence and my, my mind and anything I can have, my network, my friends, utilize them to, to empower these domains and make sure that when I do the rocking chair test, uh, and I do it quite often, uh, you know, you know the rocking chair test? 
I act like I do, but you can explain it to the audience. Uh, okay. Uh, so the rocking chair test is imagine yourself in a rocking chair when you're 80 or 90 years old, and you're on your veranda in the rocking chair. And while you rock, you, you think about your life and whether you're proud of what you've done. Right? So and I just don't want to end up in 40 years' time saying, hey, you know, I was a great marketeer, and I was an advertising guy, and, and I was a great investor, and I made so much money. Um, but I didn't do anything with that, right? It, it, nothing happened out of it. And, and I think we actually have a responsibility right now. And it's not because Greta Thunberg is showing up on shows telling us that we're idiots. Um, <laughs> while I think part of it is right, part, part of what she says, she's right to say so. Um, I, I think your generation is the generation that not only believes that it can heal um, um, diseases, um, fight diseases, could like win against diseases, um, save the planet, uh, heal our climate. You guys, you guys know that you can do this, but for the first time in history, you're a generation that actually feels responsible for doing it. And um, I'm the generation before that, I guess. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Gen X, yeah. Um, and uh, so probably even two generations before. Yeah, you know, actually, you, you, I, I just made the cut to Gen Z. You just it's made like, the cut to Gen yeah, Z. Yeah, it's like 16 to 24. Is, I thought I'm Y, but apparently no, no, I, I'm just at the Z. Okay, so thing. you're an old Z, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm an old timer in the Z category. Yeah, the alphas yeah. are coming. So, um, <laughs> so you, guys, you guys feel responsible for this. And I think it's our duty to also feel responsible. So uh, I'm really moving towards that. So as you can tell, uh, my objective is not... I'm not stating it very clearly because it's complex, but if I wanted to state it clearly, it's to use me and what I have in my life to influence these directions in the best way I can to, to, to actually help make this, this world a better place. But it's not about, uh, you know, bettering the place. It's about understanding it and, and making sure that it, it, it works and continues to work because it's, it's, it's a fun life I want, and we want to continue uh, having it a fun life. Yeah. Actually, that would be just an awesome thing. So I just shut up now and we make a cut. But mm. uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm just, there's one question burning for me on, on, on your really great answer is, um, as you said, I have, this, I have this feeling so often as well. We just have a lifetime. You know, right. there's so many, if you just look at the UNSTG, you have like 30 imminent issues you could focus on fully, your whole life dedicated to one problem. And that's, that's what we do basically. But then people ask, okay, why is social sustainability is so important for you why don't you listen to Greta Thunberg and do something for the ocean right which is all as you say there are legitimate claims and there's many things we many challenges we can focus on so um but if you look at it uh, did you find ways for yourself to like see this in a positive way I mean you already changed your strategies in terms of as I recap you didn't cheat on yourselves by having weekly pre progress reports where you're just like, ah, can't make it, so let's make it two weeks. But you're like, okay, let's get this done next week. That, that's a great method, I think. But the other hand, on the long term, um, to, to be fulfilled with yourself, knowing that you won't achieve all these things in a lifetime, to make sure maybe after your lifetime, to, to, do, you, do you plan something in terms of the legacy, maybe in terms of making sure, maybe that word sounds big, but they know that after you're being on this earth, making sure that um, your goals are still achieved. Are you, are you uh, looking into this? I mean, we, we, see this, we see this also with Elon Musk, who says, uh, I love to work in sustainability, to have electric cars with Tesla, but what's life worth living if, if we're gonna not, not going to be an interplanetary species? So he's very well aware that probably he won't be on Mars or maybe just short trip to moon or something like that as an, as an um, like 
intergalactic transport and touristic thing to see in Ooh. his lifetime. But he's working towards it. He wants humanity to be there. So um, do you do you have something for the other kind of like lifetime depressed people? That's a very nah. term. <laughs> yeah. Just one lifetime, man. Just no, to, to be honest, no, I, I haven't gone yeah. gone to that to that level. I think I'm still very focused on on making it work this lifetime. Um, and Great. once that system is set up, I think that that's probably next level to understand how you can make that carry on. But uh, right now, I'm very very focused on creating the impact uh, while I'm there. But I also plan to live quite long. So um, <laughs> uh, please do, please do. We need we need more people that achieve three lifetimes in one. So, so uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I've I found hacks and ways. So uh, yeah. maybe that'll work. Please, Let's see. Please share. I'm also actually 43, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> well, I'm actually 75, but don't tell anyone. Oh, <laughs> we have almost the same gray hair. Gray hair. No, yeah, but you, but you color. Uh, with me, it's it's original. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So thank you so much, Sylvie. It was pleasure. really a pleasure. Uh, Le prochain fois, on va parler seulement en français. D'accord, c'est bon, ça marche. Pas, pas de problème, en allemand, anglais, tu peux parler tout, je sais. Uh, but uh, going back to our roots, uh, vielleicht auch in Deutsch, nein, aber until there's a Rootify app, we will stick to English, so everybody okay. can, uh, can be with us. Uh, so really, thank you so much for pleasure. being here with Thanks us on this me. Saturday. Of course, it was a pleasure. I look forward to um, get you in on our show anytime. Uh, in the future as well, because uh, I think we could have kept this going for some more hours. So Absolutely. again, thank you so much um, from the whole community and enjoy your weekend with your family and let's rootify. Happy weekend. Let's rootify. Thank you. Bye. Ciao. Bye bye. Love, I get lost inside his house. Love, I'm a fine